Hey everybody, welcome to the Indie Film Review. I am Jared, and with me as always is Daniel. Hello. What's up, dude? We added three letters to my name. Oh. It's now Daniel instead yeah. of Dan. Daniel. Daniel. L U L. Or is it Y U L? Y U L. Daniel. Could have been funny. Could have been not even funny, just maybe more interesting than I had made it previous. Anywho, this is the Indie Film Review. Dan, we watched the film. It's called Toga. 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 Let's get it out of the way. Let's get it. We'll get the jokes out of the way right now. Uh, This was sent to us by Sean Rose, who has been a longtime supporter and listener of this show. He has sent us Upstate Story. Yes. Which was a, like a very personal film about himself. As And as we're going to see, this newer film is also feels very personal to to him, even though it's a different name. Yeah. It feels like a lot of that is like him. I guess we'll talk about that later. Then he sent us a documentary thing about the filmmaking process called Making and Unmaking, which I thought was pretty enjoyable, too. So what is Toga, Dan? Toga is picking up where Upstate Story left off, and it tells the story of El- Martin or Ellis. 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 Ellis Martin. <laughs> Martin or Ellis. It was one of those names that they did both the names. Okay. So Martin Ellis Scorsese. Martin. So Ellis, he is from where he was, like still hobbling through this thing called life, and he has underwent some change in psychology and physiology since the last time we've met him he has digivolved some might say yes digivolved into a bigger stronger being yes (laughs) able to take on (laughs) higher level enemies uh so yeah this whole story takes place most of it takes place in new york but in was it is it saratoga saratoga yeah toga yes toga 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 anyway he revisits Saratoga where he grew up because he's now a freelance videographer and he, he's doing a, a, a client is asking him to location shoot or location scout in Saratoga. And he takes this opportunity to go back to where he grew up to kind of reminisce and, yeah. and figure out and reflect. Yes. Fuck around and find out is what he's doing. Fucking around and finding out how things have changed. Really? That's kind <laughs> yes. of the big thing about it. Because it's like this film is all about things have changed for better or worse in dealing with change. Change with yourself, your mental state. Gentrification. And gentrification. There's so many white people. Dan, what do you think this film means um this film is a interesting reflection on where you come from and cotton eye joe <laughs> yes where did you come from where did you go no it, it's about where you come from and how it's okay to reflect on certain like and be negative and be positive and and because like even though it's where it comes from, you can tell that there's like a lot of heavy baggage that also comes from there. And mm-hmm. um, heavy baggage continues to come from there. Like you you never actually leave where you're from. You just are kind of haunted by it. And I think that's it's really, the way to the past. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what this film is about. Okay, so how did you enjoy the... I didn't. <laughs> 
I don't want to like I I guess the editing. So so one of the big portions of this film, like something that's mm-hmm. very important, is the way he kind of edits these locations, and you'll see you'll see him walk up to the location, narrate about it. And then because he's there taking pictures, like the editing goes ching, ching, ching. Like it's like showing you all the pictures he took. How did you like that idea? So it's like a a quick montage. Still photography. Of all those pictures, right? Yeah. Just still shots of like, boom, 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 boom. And it, because before it shows him taking those pictures and Mm. then you get to see what the pictures are. I like that a lot. I did too. I will say a lot of the quality of the pictures weren't looking so good. And mm-hmm. it was weird because sometimes they looked really good and other times they were looking all crunchy munchy. And I think some of it was done on purpose where it would be blurry. Mm-hmm. And like, that was part of it. I don't know. I couldn't tell if, if, I, if it was intentional or not. Yeah. Like some of them, that, that's the thing. Some of them did look unintentional, but at the same time, because it happened so frequently, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know if it was, it was actually just like, a rendering mishap, you know what I mean? Like yeah. That, that particular Well, because some of them were, like, more pixelated, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. So, I don't know. I, it, it could be intentional. It could be completely unintentional. But, like, it was a noticeable thing. And it would take you out of what the effect of the actual film is supposed to be. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have to take my cat out of this room. Okay. She's asking to leave. <laughs> so. Let me out. Let me out. So all in all, I, th- I liked the idea of it. I think the execution was a little meh mm-hmm. on those like granular shots. I did go look at the original film that he made upstate story. I mean, is it fair to compare the two? Yes. Do, do you think? Because I mean, it's a direct sequel and it's the same filmmaker. And I, I was just curious to see on his filmmaking journey, how, how he's improved and what's changed. Well, the, this kind of leads me like, cause I wanted like the next thing I wanted to do to ask a question was to compare the two. Uh huh. How did you feel about the moments that we are graced with color in this film and how it moves back to black and white? So I enjoyed it. I liked that. And, and while I was watching it, I had forgotten that that was a motif of mm-hmm. Sean in his yeah. filmmaking. And then when it happens, I was like, Oh yeah, that happens because his kids aren't around anymore. Yeah. And then the color goes away. But I feel like in the first film, there is an ebb and flow of that. The color comes in, he's with his kids and then he's not. And then it like, it kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. It feels like it's more a part of the film. And in this, it's like just the beginning color goes away. He's back living by himself, doing his job. And then I feel like all the color is gone for the, for the rest of the film. I don't remember it coming back, right? Yeah. So that was kind of a disappointment for me. He does do other interesting things like the little montage, picture montages and stuff like that that I thought were exciting. Well, I mean, okay, like let's take that just for a second here. And so you're referencing the black and white as being this suction of everything that's joyous in his life. Now he's... He's left with what what else is left, like just your own thoughts and depression. Yeah, gross. And what makes that more interesting then is the implication that that is exactly where the burden of your past is, right? Mm -hmm. This is part of the reason why we're in black and white right now. And I think it's just a reminder of that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think the film looks so great in black and white. It's a... 
it's not a trick. When I say trick or gimmick, I mean it in a good way because I like when films do this kind of thing when they don't have the budget. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this can make your film look automatically nicer without having to do that much. Really. You just put a filter over it um, because it helps. I feel like it helps with like lighting and it, uh -huh. it helps with the contrast a lot more. It just makes things look better another thing that really helps with this film is the narration too how did yeah. you feel about that because we're normally not fans of it but this is a big staple for sean i mean i think knowing what i was getting into like just remembering upstate story i um was totally okay with it like it, it did not it, it i knew i was getting into it and he always has really interesting insights to not his life like I think that's what I like about the the narration is like it it is applying to his character's life personally, but you can see it apply to him, and then you can also see it apply to you because it's like a very almost universal understanding, or mm -hmm. he he the way in which he comes to it makes it a universal understanding. I I don't know. It's, yeah, it's interesting. I I really like his dialogue. It it honestly makes the film for me mm. and. If he, it's easier too, right? It's also a budgetary thing where yeah. he, he can go into a room, get clean, good audio and not have to worry about miking himself up and, and trying. I mean, there are certain scenes where people he's talking. I think one, at one point he's talking to his daughter off screen because he gets caught doing something really fun. We'll talk about later. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun in quotes, I guess uh, he's working. Okay. He's working at his job, but it's. It, I feel like it adds that extra layer that helps me stay engaged and yeah. interested in the film as it's going on. If there was no voiceover work, I, I, this film would not be as watchable, in my yeah. opinion. So he does a good job in that respect. Dan, how did you feel about some of the camera work in this? Is, was there anything that stood out or anything that maybe like uh, you didn't enjoy? There wasn't anything that stood out besides the editing so i i think what i was missing he's hired as a cinematographer and all he's doing in this film is location shooting mm -hmm. you know and that's where we get the still images i i was hoping to like have the cinematography more play into the narrative mm -hmm. because that's what it was about but i didn't get that and then maybe i saw it as a missed opportunity or yeah maybe i saw it as maybe rewording the synopsis because cinematographer is sort of like, you know, freelance, you know, film filmmaker, like mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of what is described. I mean, think about the struggle there too. If, if that is your job and you, you're mainly doing this for like weddings and parties, right? That's kind of what he talks about editing yeah. other people's videos that he doesn't really care about. So it's the loss of passion there, even though you're doing something you enjoy. Oh yeah. Good point. But again, I think, his passion in filming this could have reflected in that because yeah. the character of Sean Ellis, I think Ellis Martin. Yeah. Ellis. He is a cinematographer. I don't know if Sean is doing that professionally or not, right? but it's still something he's interested in doing. Cause he makes, he makes all these films. Yeah. You know, he's writing, he's directing, he's editing, he's doing all that stuff. So yeah, a bit of a missed opportunity. I would say, I agree with you. At the same time, I think this film is a little bit more bleak than Upstate Story. 
I don't know, dude. <laughs> what do you mean? I, like I said, I went back and watched some of Upstate Story. I mean, well, it's, it's pretty bleak in that movie, too. It is. It is. It just, I, I don't know. Like, the bleakness may also have to enter into that conversation because it's it's a passion killer. You know what I mean? Mm. So. Was there any other questions you want to ask before we get into spoilers, Dan? No, let's get right into them spoilers. All right. So we're going to spoil this. We're going to spoil it. Toga 2023. Uh, I believe it is just on YouTube. Oh, God. (laughs) Hey, he he knew what he was doing when he knew. Like, he may not like that reaction, but I mean, come on. So uh, Sean Rose, uh, look him up on YouTube. Um, I want to read one comment somebody left for his Uh film. It just made me laugh. Oh, okay. So it's not mean. No, it isn't mean. It's surprising. Like YouTube is all like it's it's like the ocean of mean. He's got all nice comments on here. Just this one didn't make any sense. They said it's called the spirit of life. Maybe the same guy that made the Lincoln Memorial in D.C. Now, who wants to have a kegger in the woods? (laughs) (laughs) And that was in response to nothing. So I think this person was responding to me. So there is a memorial and. Ellis's character is like, I don't know what this memorial is, but it's really nice. And people like to take pictures in front of it. I'm guessing that's what it is. Yeah, that makes sense. That must be the spirit of life. I just wish they were a little more pacific with what the fuck they're (laughs) talking about. But I don't know what Kegger in the Woods has to do with anything. I don't know. But I think Sean has made a friend. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) That was just a fascinating comment to me. You thought that the kegger was an invitation? I thought that was a threat. I think Sean's made a... Oh. Sean's made a a nemesis. A nemesis? Okay, so the spoiler aspect of this is that the Ellis character has gained a lot of weight. Yes. He's now basically an alcoholic. He's way worse about his drinking than he used to be. Uh, He smokes. He's super out of shape. And just depressed and it's a lot of like about health stuff and uh reminiscing about how things have changed and that annoys him yes <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sorry i mean that's what it is, that's what it is but, but uh just like that attitude here's my question to you is this relatable to you because i'll give you my answer in a second i i haven't I haven't got to a point where I'm annoyed by it yet, but it, by the it, change, it very much, in, in life. It very much, um, it, it very much relates to me. Like, but like, I'm waiting for the moment that it does start to annoy me, and I'm just pissed off that I'm reminiscing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole like getting in shape issue, you know, and, yeah. and watching your I'm weight—that's that. a struggle yeah. that it's I awful. feel like everyone has. And uh, as soon as I finished watching the film, I did 10 pushups, you know, I was like, all right, still got it. And then I was like, okay, I don't have to work out for the whole week. Excellent. So there's a point in the film where he is at his old basketball court where he used to grow up and he calls a couple of friends. He's like, hey, you know, I'm in town. I I know this is kind of short notice, but do you guys want to come over and hang out and we can shoot some hoops? Like kind of like how they did back in the day. And he hangs out there for a bit. He's like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to leave because no one shows up. And then later on, he gets a phone call and it's the wife of one of his friends. And she's like, yeah, he passed away from a heart attack at like 
his 30s, his yeah. mid-30s, which is my age. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no! <laughs> so I'm wondering if this is something that really happened. Me too. To Sean, or if it's, I don't know, cautionary tale? Who knows? Yeah, but then, like, that cautionary tale is destroyed by realism mm -hmm. because one of the most realistic things for me was whenever he starts to eat better and he's like, I'm going to have salad. And then he puts ranch on and he's like, but you know, I need the flavor. And then he tries to eat it and he puts even more like the ungodly puts amount cheese of, on it. Yeah, <laughs> he puts everything into it. And it's like, I, that I feel so hard because I want nothing more than to do that while I'm on a diet. It's like, fuck, uh, I can't. And this craving, the craving for it is just totally there. And like you give into it. And like he says, it's like you start slow. You it's like a step at a time, I guess. That's really the mantra. And then is that a good mantra to have? It, it's, it's such, it's personal. Yes. But it's also universal. Like I keep saying, mm -hmm. like he, he's, he's tackling this really interesting human condition of people in our demographic, our age range. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. He's really uh, zeroing in on that demographic. I, I, I see here the charts. Uh, the charts are going up. A, a lot of uh, positive engagement with uh, middle-aged <laughs> fat fuckers there. <laughs> These fucks will eat it up. <laughs> Dan, was there a scene in particular that you would be interested in talking about? Yes. Um, so... This is also something that I relate to. This is, this is probably the reason why I did not get into freelance film work is you have to kind of take what's given to you and like you end up editing wedding videos and you, you, you know. Yeah, you got to make a living. You have to live up to somebody's standard, which is awful, right? It's like they they have something in their mind and you do what you think is right. And they're like, this is not what I imagined at all. And he's like, well, great. Yep. I have to fucking redo it. Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a point in my life where I was going to go into graphic design and then I realized you have to be freelance when you do that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck that. Yep. So I gave up on that. But sorry. Anyway, he he receives a um, pornographic film. Oh. And he has he has voice actors engage with the, this really weird kind of dialogue in <laughs> that's. That's essentially like implying ludax, we'll say. Oh, well, he <laughs> he's getting a blowy. Yeah. And I, I believe Sylvester Stallone is playing the <laughs> male character in this film. And the the lady mayhaps is like asking like, oh, you're going to make me famous or something. I don't know. Some She's supposed to be getting some kind of favor in exchange for the blue jaw. Uh, but yeah, uh, further escalation of fornication occurs, but I thought this whole scene was pretty funny. It was, it was really funny. And when he first checks out the video, he's watching it like in his kitchen. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God. And then his, his daughter hears him watching it. He's like, oh no, it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> and I thought this was a funny bit, but I do feel like it went on just for a beat or so too long. Okay. Cause like okay. you hit the laugh and then it kind of keeps going. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I, becomes, I just cut it. Uh, 
then it's it good. becomes awkward and sad yeah and weird, yeah yeah and yes kind of his thing. i guess that's part of it yeah i was feeling that how did you feel about the poopy humor in this it was neither here nor there yeah i mean the laugh out loud was definitely the awkward pornography thing mm-hmm was the poopy humor poopy? Poopy? Was the poopy humor aiding or detracting from the narrative in your mind? I mean, it was just adding another thing that was that has changed for the negative with the character. Because, mm. like, at the end, when he is describing to the receptionist, the doctor's office receptionist, about all the fucking things that are wrong with him, he is able to put that on there. I think maybe. It could have been done to a more humorous effect, but on I don't know if it really adds too much to the film right. for me. It's not like what I was looking, you know, it's not like yeah. why I come to watch a Sean Rose <laughs> I don't. Movie. I don't come to Upstate Story looking for shit. Yeah, but shit I did enjoy me. getting to see his ass. Yeah. Yeah, he's not afraid to show his little butt, you know, <laughs> and I respect that. <laughs> his little cutie patootie. Oh my god. All right, well, final thoughts Dan, what do you think? I don't know, like it's it's hard to say which one is what I if I liked one better because they both mm. cover very different topics. I think for me this one was more relatable, so I guess I favor it a little bit more. And um yeah, I I think he has a very specific vision in mind and I'm I'm curious to see what he might do take a step away from Ellis Martin, make another character. Mm-hmm. You can still make it autobiographical in some ways, but I, I think that there's a lot of potential for growth outside of this character. Feel this character out a little bit. Like maybe I would even say there's, there's room for a trilogy. Oh, you know what I mean? He might even be working on one right now. Who knows, dude? But the Phantom strikes again. I don't know. Downstate. That downstate. Downstate Requiem. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. I I I, I want to see more. I want to see more, but Martin Ellis is just very or Ellis Martin is very he's very sad. And it's sometimes <laughs> hard to watch sadness. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're not in the mood for that, it's like, Oh man, this is really sad. I fortunately today, I, you know, I, I was in a pretty good headspace and this, this film didn't like uh, stab me right through the brain. I think if he were to make a third film, it, he might have to wait another seven years just to see where he's at. Yeah. Right. I, I, he can't do like a direct sequel right now. That's true. See where he's, what's going on in his life. It's almost like a little check-in. What if he just kept doing that every seven years? Well, he that's, makes, that's, he makes a new that's film. like in, in that's those fucking seven amazing. years, in those seven years, write the movie that you're going to film in seven years and then film a couple shorts that have the same, have the same ideas it. and the same philosophies you have, but attach them to like a dog. And have the dog be the saddest dog in the world. <laughs> and that dog has to make dog pornography. Oh, God. For his oh, dog God. editing job. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, I was enjoying this movie. There were some parts near the end where I was my attention was starting to wane. I, I think one thing that I found that really picked it back up for me was when the music kicked in. Uh-huh. And that was only at the very end 
end of this film, like real close to the end. There's a few songs that are great. And I feel like I was missing that throughout the entire film. Like I wanted more music. If you go back to Upstate Story, you're getting hit with music right up front, you know, like these great songs. I mean, when I think of Upstate Story, I think of the music that's going on in that film. So that was another kind of a disappointment for me is uh, the, the score just wasn't really there. But I guess that's not the intention of... I don't know. It's like, do you think it's just because this is a darker film? Possibly. I feel like you could have music. Anyway, guys, you can find us on Twitter at AnyFilmPod. You can find us on Instagram at AnyFilmReviewPod. You can email us at TheAnyFilmReview at gmail.com. That is where Sean sent us his film. You follow suit. Yes. Obey your podcast overlords. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Thank you for using your little ear holes to take in the sound waves. Uh, tell your friends and family about it. Why not? Rate us five stars on the eye flutes. Eye flutes. Yeah, get in there, um, I guess, if you want. Dan, you have the final word. Toga. Doggy. Dog editing. Dog editing toga party. Dog toga party. <laughs> <laughs>